Okay, we ready? Just about. Let's go. So this is the Bon Jovi Talk podcast. I'm back with Andy. We're not uh, we're not face to face on this one. We're not doing any games or anything or silly speak out games this time. Um, <laughs> so, you know with what's going on. Maybe next time, but yeah. for now, you know it's good to get you back on the podcast. So we've got a fair bit to, to speak on, really. Because when was the last one? Was it before Christmas? Oh, it must have been me. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Like a week or two after Unbroken, I think, wasn't it? When we when we spoke about, um, I think it was quite I, fresh. I think, didn't we speak about the we had the uh, the quiz thing, didn't we? Around yeah, that, that's Christmas true. Yeah, time. yeah, we done the Christmas quiz. So um, we have we've got a fair bit to to catch up on. We've got you know the twenty twenty album Limitless, mm. even Unbroken again. Um, but we're gonna start with the news today that obviously the the tour has been literally cancelled for good. Yeah. Um, or certainly, you know, in the meantime, there's no going to be no rescheduling anytime soon or anything like that. So, what are your thoughts on that? Is it a good move, smart move? What are your thoughts on it? I think it was inevitable, to be honest. I mean, you know, the climate like it is at the moment, you know, um, I'd have been shocked if they'd have tried to push on with it, really. You know, there's too much uncertainty. We don't know whether it's going to last three months, six months, the rest of the year. You know, people have got commitments and, you know... It, also, from just just for the from the band's point of view, they're all getting on, aren't they? Don't like young fellas anymore. So um, it makes sense. It's it's disappointing, you know. It, it is sad, but I, I'm sort of hoping will it give John that little breather to get his voice back. Do you think? Like, I was thinking that myself. Do you think a rest is what he needs? Because I mean, kind of from 2013 to 2016. I mean, I know they done the short South Asia tour. He did get a decent rest. Um, and then you know, as as you know yourself, the tour is nowhere near like the the length it used mm. to be. It's kind of ten shows a year, ten shows six months later and stuff. Do you think having an extra, who knows, it could be another year from now before they actually go on tour again? Do you think it will help his voice at all? It depends. I mean, I mean, we don't know what's going on. If if it's a vocal issue that can be fixed by surgery, yeah, then take take this time to to look into it. If it's a case of rest will help, or you know he's he's you know he's getting a voice coach, isn't he? Apparently, um, I don't know. I mean, it it if it can't be improved, then you know there's no point in, in resting it up, I suppose. But I don't know. It when I heard him sing recently, it, to me it sounded worse than yeah. it has for a while again. So I, I was concerned that a new tour, the strain on his voice and stuff like that would have been too much, but. It's it's a tough one to call. I don't know. I mean, I wish we knew if if the voice was damaged and it could be repaired. Yeah, I don't know about you, but like certainly, I remember in like two thousand and ten, and maybe even two thousand eight. To be honest, there, when the tour started, it that was kind of when John sounded quite rusty, mm. and then as the tour went on, he got stronger and stronger, which is quite strange, really. Whether he just needed yeah. to warm up as the shows went on, but now it does seem to be the opposite. As you said, he they've had you know when was the last show like. September, something like that, August, September, uh, mm. the last proper show they did. And as you said, he does sound, his voice sounds thinner again. Yeah. Um, 
and it makes you wonder, you know, what is going on? Because in a recent interview, John said he sounds better than ever. Um, mm. And I don't know whether he's saying that as in he, he, he sounds better than ever as in recent times, because surely yeah. he knows he's not what he used to be. Um, it's just, it, it does intrigue me whether this will do his, his voice any good or it could harm it even more. You just don't know. It's hard with John because he doesn't seem to take a break, does he? You know, he's always doing something. He's he's always busy with, whether it's you know acting, obviously not not recently, but singing and and, and bits and bobs and, and the cruises and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, that comment that you, I mean, you messaged message the other day that he said his voice was sounding better than ever. I mean, is he talking from a like a, te- a technical point? Is he singing better than, than he, he has done for a while? Yeah. I mean, the way it sounds isn't great to us, but maybe. Maybe has improved in certain like techniques. I, I don't know. Um, I, I just I, it's hard to say. I mean, I wanted them to tour. I, I wanted. I mean, we, we had such a good time, didn't we, last year? Um, you know, and and the hope was they'd be as good as you know this time round. But um, there was at the back of my mind the fear that his voice would deteriorate even worse, and you know the strains of a big tour that 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 taken out of him if it was going to worsen. I, I want to ask you as well. Obviously, you've just said there we kind of had a you know a really good stint. Certainly, John kind of blew anyone's expectations, or certainly the likes of me and you, they blew yeah. our expectations with how he was as a frontman for one. Because you know, shortly before that, he was kind of glued to the mic and mm-hmm. and so on. But you you kind of said yourself there that he never has a break, and if it's not doing a full tour, he's doing you know like a show on like Wednesday or something, isn't he for the Corona? Um, he's constantly, you know, back in the studio, back out, doing the runaway cruises or the shows. <clears throat> As you said, you know, if if he can't book any runaway cruises, if he can't book any runaway shows, like, do you think this is now going to be the time where maybe if he hasn't already, because there's rumor, he could maybe get surgery? I think if there's a if there's a chance that surgery would help, he should take it. In my opinion, I mean. Yeah. You know, it's I feel for the fella, you know, and I know we get accused of bashing them all the time, and I know we can be fucking critical and all that, but you know, it must. I mean, we're treading over old ground again, but I mean, it must like be soul destroying for him when he knows the vocals that he had, and you can see one thing you can never accuse John of is not trying. He fucking tries oh, hard. Yeah. He tries so hard, um, but I mean, if surgery would help, he should take it, in my opinion. But would it help? Who knows? Well, uh, another thing that he said as well was. You know, with with his comments lately about uh, how he f- feels like he sounds better, it's a good po- it's a good point that you made. Where is he saying that from a technical point of view? Because, as everyone's always said, um, John always had a fantastic voice, but it wasn't technically good. Mm. That that's kind of what everyone said. I mean, I I'm no vocal coach or anything, but and it, it always sounded good to me. But I can kind of see what they mean. Where you know, it's very shouty sometimes and whatever else. Like that's a good point that he made. I didn't really think of that. I just kind of thought he doesn't sound as good. What's he kind of saying? But you could be right after having a vocal coach. Sometimes you, yeah, he might not sound great, but he might be delivering the line technically better. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why he he fucking blew his his voice out in in the late eighties because he was singing from a. It was just power, wasn't it, and, and raw power and, and like talent, but he wasn't using the, the proper technique. Yeah, it can cost him in the long run, but yeah. oh, so okay. he's gone full circle. Maybe now he's singing technically better. Yeah, you know, it, it, the voice just isn't there at the moment. 
Well, it's a tough one, mate. It is, you know. It is. And the, the other comment that he made was, he said that if the tour is cancelled, which obviously it has been now a couple of days after he said it, the band might never tour again. What are your thoughts on that? Mm. Is that a flipping comment, or can you actually see where he's coming from with it? I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're talking another what year, two years, I mean, age plays a factor. I mean, it, we don't know. I mean, for all we know, maybe he's got a time frame vocally where he knows himself in two years' time. Yeah. He won't be able to sing. Yeah. So maybe that's what is at the back of his mind. I, I don't know, but two years' time in a band of their age is quite a long time, I think, especially when, the, you know, Tico's not been in, in the, the greatest of health. Yeah. You know, John's vocals are up and down. Dave's had what he's just had. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is the time for reflection. Did he keep needing to tour? I mean, did I mean money's money, but I don't know. It's a good point because, like, for the first time and probably ever, really. I mean, obviously everyone makes mistakes, but during the UK leg, I remember Tico making two or three mistakes, and that's very, yeah. very rare at Tico. And yeah. I always remember watching him. I think it was at the Anfield show because we were so close. And I remember him after Keep the Faith and I thought, God, he looks exhausted. Like he obviously yeah. he's always had the or certainly for the past twenty years or so, he's always had like the um what's it called? The oxygen. The oxygen mask, yeah. yeah. Um it kinda makes you think, you know, are they are they slowing down you know, is age really catching up with maybe the likes of because John's I think the youngest in the band, isn't he still? Uh, maybe apart from Shanks, possibly, but I think yeah. he's younger than David, I think, isn't he? Um, the year between them is the two yeah, years, maybe. They're very close, whereas Tico and Hugh are obviously pushing 70 yeah. almost. Um, yeah. You know, is that what he's thinking? And obviously, as you said, David, you know, announced yesterday that he's now hasn't got coronavirus and everything seems to have had it bad. Has he just kind of thought, you know what, like it could be time to call it a day? Do you know what, mate? And you really you couldn't blame the guy, you know, or, or the band if they decided. Listen, you know, we've put it out there for you know thirty five years, whatever it's been. Maybe we'll continue as a studio band and just you know the odd occasion here and there will turn up. But in terms of touring, that's the end. And do you know what? As sad as it would be not to see them play again, I wouldn't be. I don't know. I wouldn't be gutted, you know, in a weird way. Yeah, it's. I got a weird feeling reading, or not saying. I got a weird feeling when he, I kind of read what he had said because, yeah, a couple of years ago I'd been devastated to hear it, and as good as the shows were in the summer, yeah. I think because of everything that's going on at the moment, you're just kind of like, right, well, as long as it keeps you healthy, do what's yeah. best for you, and that's why when I read that announcement today, I was like, perfect, you know, you've maybe money isn't the factor anymore but yeah. i mean I, i've always been critical saying you know he does the touring for the money and the runaway stuff for the money and it, it is a business and a job but maybe now you know it, it takes something like this and it's it's sad circumstance but could this have been a blessing in the skies maybe not not the whole situation of corona yeah. just me you know like for the long run of the band yeah it's a change of perspective in it you know it's uh it's give everyone the time to like reflect, doesn't it, and take stock of stuff. And um, you know, they don't need to talk as as much as they have done if it's you know if it's only for financial reasons. Because yeah. the, the rich enough as it is. Oh yeah. You know, to, to talk for the love of its difference, you know, and that's to be applauded. Like, but I think it's I mean it's definitely the right thing to, to do to to call off the tour. Um, just take stock. I mean, it just where does it leave the album? That's that's the thing, isn't it? Well, yeah, that, that's what I was going to go on to next. Obviously, 
in less than a month it's due out um, and if you go on Amazon and uh, even I think the Bon Jovi website still I think it still says the 15th of May so yeah. obviously nothing nothing's been confirmed of a new date but John said that you know it's it's not coming out basically um, what are your thoughts on the album p- potentially being postponed do you, do you think they should just release it and forget about the charts because my, my impression was if the album gets cancelled, obviously, or if the tour gets cancelled, mm. with the tickets, no album sales, basically, because that's what's yeah. helping the band get to number one. Do you think it's a smart move? I don't think they should. Um, I don't think they should delay it too long. I mean, I wouldn't wait on it till next year. Yeah, that's fucking mad. And like, you know, the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, and obviously, you know, at the end of the day, it is business, and money's money, and they've put a lot of time and effort you you assume into it. Yeah. Uh, well, could they could they release the album and like sort of say like a percentage of the sales will go towards you know you know research into coronavirus or people who've been affected by it? I don't know. I mean, not that they should have to do that at all. No one should have to do it, but it's a nice gesture. And at this point in the career, I think that would go a long way. Yeah, definitely. I think that's I think that's like a good a good point there because on Jovi Talk, I don't know if you've seen. Obviously, it's very fifty fifty with people. A lot of people are saying just release it. A lot of people are saying no, hold back. You know, it's not the right time, and you know, people want physical copies. And don't get me wrong, every every album since I've been a child, I've I've went out and bought. But you know, it, at the same time, I was saying to Joseph yesterday, or was it Joseph or Mitch? I was saying anyway to someone on a podcast that we got unbroken, say November. We got limitless mm-hmm. in January, February. It's already been three or four months since we we got anything. Yeah. If the album doesn't come out to say the end of the year, why not release another song or two now? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know that's a big chunk of the album, but you know, could they just release a song or two from now on, maybe? I think so. I think you need to do something because you know it's we're all sorts. You know, the anticipation leading up to a new release, and you know, we're all looking forward to it and hoping the best. But and, and then for it to be shelved maybe for twelve months. I don't think it's the right thing to do. Um, but again, it's down to the you know the financial side of things. Are they going to want to keep hold of it until next year, then tour on the back of that, then next year? Or yeah. I, I, for me, I mean, I'm I'm as a fan, so I'm saying release it now. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. What I wouldn't want to do necessarily is like you know John go back in and tinker with songs and fuck about with things and maybe change things. It could go one or two ways. It could be for the better. Yeah, or he could make things ten times worse. So. Yeah. Just fucking release it and see what see what the reaction is. I mean, that that's my take on it. I mean, what what, what do you think? What would you rather happen? Like, I I just want it now. I think yeah. the band the band are never going to be top of the charts. I mean, I know the album has been, but figure, like if if you didn't have it with the tour tickets, you only have to see this house and offer sale in the UK. It was the lowest ever entry for thirty odd years. Um, I think since Slippery, wow. you know, and. That, even though it's still a top ten album, it's not. They're not going to break any records anymore for stuff like that. Um, I kind of just want it, but what the new craze is for a lot of people is like EPs. You know, six songs. We've already had to release another four. Do six songs now, and and if John did want to tinker about and add songs like "Do What You Can," feel free, you know maybe in six months' time add another six songs out. Um, I don't know. I I want it now personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. I mean, you know, I think, you know, that, uh, do what you can. That'll obviously make an appearance soon, you, you'd imagine. Um, 
maybe you know that'll that'll see us through another couple of months perhaps. Yeah. And then maybe if they've got like some songs they were going to add add as like you know, bonus tracks in different territories, maybe just release them all worldwide yeah. so people can get like a little something, and then keep the bulk of the main songs for the actual release if they're going to hold on to it till next year. Yeah, uh, I think I think surely I mean I think John will. With with cancelling the tour, I think he's gonna release something just yeah. to kind of keep fans hungry for something really. Um, because I think if he leaves it any longer, don't forget this house is not for sales four years ago, crazy um, or three and a half anyway. So you know it, it, they've kind of got to release something soon because as as we've kind of discussed, they're not getting any younger. No. Um, no. What I want to speak about before we go on to like the likes of Limitless and that because we haven't really spoke about that on on a podcast. Mm-hmm. The last time we done like a face to face one, apart from the quiz, was um, we spoke about Unbroken. Um, I want to know your thoughts on Unbroken and, and maybe even you know the one that kind of got released with the Invictus Games Choir as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind it. You know, it's I, I like I like where the sentiment behind it. I like the you know it's come from like a genuine place. I think you know regardless of you know he's took some of the inspiration from like you know bullet points and newspaper newspaper articles and all that he still it was still wrote from a, a genuine place I, don't, I didn't mind the song I didn't think vocally it was anything special um, you know I keep harping on back to like the John of the like the late 80s and 90s would have belted out that song and, and elevated it you know um, but it was it was alright for what it was um, I enjoyed like the, the re, you know revamped version of it recently Um I was I was surprised it, it, it fucking it struggled as bad as it did to be fair. Um, you know I think they missed out on that little key bit of publicity they had three or four weeks or you know, yeah. maybe a month or two previous to that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think if they'd capitalised on that, they could have perhaps broke the top twenty with it. I I do, and I, it's a shame because I looked within the first day or two if it going on about getting released. You know the choir one. Um, mm. And it was, I'm sure it was in the top 50, and it's been a long time since I've seen Bon Jovi anywhere near that. And I thought, right, that's, you know, without any promotion, imagine if, because John was all over the news. Yeah. and I, It genuinely could have done really, really well. And it just shows, you know, sometimes, I mean, I don't know whose decision it was, but John could have come back over or done, you know, like the Skype interviews. Were, you know, he could do a BBC interview over Skype or anything like that there was nothing there was no promotion after that little stint when he was here um, and it's definitely a missed opportunity definitely yeah for me there was a window of like I don't know 48 hours or so where he was like you said he was all over the news the papers and social media that was the time for it to be released where people yeah. have thought oh, I'll just buy that, that you know it's, it's fresh in your mind the, the, the casual fan or not even a non-fan who normally wouldn't buy a Bon Jovi release would have thought yeah fuck it I'll just buy that it's for a good cause yeah, yeah. but then it just died it just missed that like that month in between was just you know sad yeah, sad I, really I, I can't I remember when all this got announced to me and you were saying you know when, when are we going to hear it because and it wasn't excitement that we wanted to hear the song it was more <laughs> all this publicity for for what because it is for a good course as well and you know let's let's put even the charts to one side and the publicity for the band you know they could have capitalised on making a fortune for this charity as well yeah. um, and that that's a, you know a little trick that they've missed um, I don't know it's it's a shame because mm. it could have been the song that maybe got a bit of promotion for the band again yeah yeah definitely um, I mean plus points I thought the video was was half decent you yeah. know by then 
Leonard's recently. Um, so it was all right. It was just like it was just an it was an okay song. I, I didn't like love it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I think that was it. I think it, it. I think listening to the the choir, it added a little bit of something for me because yeah. John's voice wasn't John's voice sounded all right because he was not in the background, but he was toned down a lot more than obviously what we've heard. And I think yeah. it worked really well, and it kind of made me think, oh, imagine, like, Richie harmonising, certainly on that song, you know what I mean? Just something where there was... I think we've always said the scars on this guitar is a really good song, but it yeah. missed Richie. It, it could have elevated oh. the song, and I think the choir elevated the song from what I thought was really pretty poor to, actually, this sounds a lot better. Yeah. Um, and it just shows that, that small little thing. That, that's something that's really like um, surprised me over the last. Well, certainly, you know, this house is not for sale. Where there was, there was three or four songs where it was crying out for like John's vocals to be double tracked, and then maybe have like Dave in the background yeah. or Phil, just to pad it out and give a little bit of you know, uh, I don't know, just just more oomph to it really. And yeah. I think John was just a bit exposed at, at times with it. Um, you know, I still love the album. It's still a great album, like, yeah. but. Um, like you said, Scars is a perfect opportunity. Imagine Richie on that on that song, exactly. man. Yeah, it it just oh. would have made it that as good as it is. It would have made yeah. it even better. Um, and yeah. it, it that's all it's missing. Um, so we're gonna move on to Limitless. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, apart from the first couple of days it got released, I don't think me and you've even mentioned it to each other, which is a bit oh. of a shame. Uh, obviously, because it's a Bon Jovi song. Um, it got released, I can't even remember, I think it was February, it might have been the end of January times, going that quick, but I'll be honest, I'll say from my point of view, I've, I think I've listened to it about three or four times since it got released, if that, yeah. and one of them was on the radio, you know, it was just by chance. Um, what are your impressions of, of Limitless? Um, fucking hell, it's, I mean... The verses, I can, I can live with the verses there, like, you know, okay-ish. But yeah. the chorus is just, it's awful. It, it's just, it's so generic and boring and, like, the vocals are flat and there's, like, they, they've got loads of, like, echo on them, but they sound shit. Um, and then that fucking, whatever that thing is after, like, the second chorus, man, that, like, bridge or whatever the fucking, uh, I don't even know what that is. That's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Uh, it's, you know? It's mad because... On a couple of songs now, we've kind of tried that. I mean, on when we were us, there's like a bridge and it's not vocally fantastic. Um, mm. And I remember certainly live, John struggled with it. And then there was another song and then you've got it on this as well. And you're like, why is there so many of these like bridge? I think Unbroken had one as well, didn't they? Um, yeah, but I think that bridge was a lot better, it wasn't was, it? It was, yeah. I think And Living With The Ghost was superb. That's perfect, so yeah. very like... 50-50 with that did either hit hit or miss, but I think Limitless is the worst the worst bridge by the band. Yeah, hundred percent. Um it was disappointing, mate. I mean, I, you know, what was the what was the last song before that that we you know before Unbroken and Limitless? What was was it Walls Weird? Was Wall, that the, yeah, Walls and When We Were Us, yeah. I mean what well, I, I really liked Walls, I yeah. thought that was decent, yeah. you know, and you know, but then to go from that to Limitless, it just feels like it's a massive nosedive, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. I, I wasn't happy with it at all. Like I said, the verses were okay. You know, they weren't, weren't terrible. But w when you need the chorus to actually take the song somewhere, yeah, it's like a bad chorus. I mean, yeah. Why, I mean, why is that a lead single off, off an album, man? 
Well, I was saying this to Joseph as well yesterday. It's mad because we've heard a fifth of the album already. Um, and Limitless is classed as obviously the first single. But then we've already heard Unbroken, which was out before Limitless. So we've heard two yeah. out of ten songs. And then now we're getting Do What You Do What You Can or whatever it's called. So we've heard three songs of what this new album is. And yeah. Do What You Can, I, I, I like the sentiment behind it. it does, it's no, it's it's certainly, you know, never going to be in my top hundred Bon Jovi songs or anything but like none of them have got me yet no. the, the sentiments as I said behind do what you can did um, the lyrics you know the meaning behind it and, and whatever else but it, like do I do I want it on the album maybe as a bonus track but I, I don't know just nothing's getting me so far no I'm the same I mean like I suppose the way you could look at it is this I mean if if when we, we first heard like this house is not for sale, if we'd have heard Living with a Ghost and um, Devils in the Temple, just like them two songs, just just nothing else was them two songs. Yeah, we'd have thought, fuck me, this is going to be like a, a, an amazing album just on the back of two songs. Whereas it was a good album. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't like a these days on New yeah. Jersey, but it was still a solid album. Yeah. So maybe like the two or three songs we've heard off 2020. Yeah. Or the, the flip side to that there, just look like some of the worst songs off it and yeah. like the remaining eight or nine might be boss. Well, I was going through this, but I think um, somebody on Twitter made this like spreadsheet type thing and it was basically ranking all the songs and then seeing, so for instance, you know, you rank every song in Slippery out of 10 yeah. and then you get like a average score and it tells you, yeah. you know, what you think of the album out of 10. And I was going through it and the amount of songs that came up and I was thinking doesn't get played live and wasn't released as a single doesn't get played live and like they were like my tens my nines my eights and then I was yeah. going okay we weren't born to follow four or five mm. uh, when we were beautiful four or five and I was thinking like yeah. maybe we could you never know we could be onto something as you said I mean I I really like This House Is Not For Sale as a song I think it was a really good single yeah. but as you said if you released you know We Heard Reunion um, before it got released uh, when John done it at the university pretty poor um, mm-hmm. we had something else and I was thinking oh you know this doesn't sound too good and then as you've just said we had Devils in the Temple Living with the Ghost Scars as the first three songs they'd yeah. have been outstanding and then the rest would have been a bit mm, do you know what I mean so you, you could be right there we could have got the worst two or three songs already maybe yeah I mean I'm taking some sort of like I don't know, some comfort from the fact that when Phil was asked, you know, if he could sort of like choose between 2020 and This House Is Not For Sale, you know, where would he say was the better album? And he said 2020, didn't yeah, he? he did. I was speaking yeah. to Mitch as well, and Mitch said yeah. that Phil actually said he's, he's he's more proud of this album, even though it's the second album that he's played on, because he's played six or seven songs, and he's kind of let loose on a couple, and... Um, we've obviously heard that podcast where Phil X said, you know, John Shanks kind of forced John to put in like this real, real Phil X guitar solo. I can't remember yeah. what song it was on. I don't even know if they mentioned the song, but that 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 sparked a bit of interest for me instantly yeah. because it could be something different. So I don't know about you. I just think having Phil just maybe let loose a tiny bit, it could just surprise us. Well, it goes back to what you said. I mean, they're not going to be, uh, you know, they're not chasing the number one album in terms of, well, actually, no, they are chasing a number one album, but they're not really a chart band anymore, are these singles especially. Yeah. So for me, they can be a little bit more experimental if they want. Yeah. 
you know, a lot of songs that were B-sides which didn't make full albums, maybe because they weren't classed as like a typical Bon Jovi type of song. Well, they could put those type of songs on a new album because the people who are going to buy it are going to fucking buy it anyway. Yeah. You know, it's not going to change like you or me going to buy the album. Yeah. So why not give us that little bit of, you know, I don't know, like an alternative like way of presenting the Bon Jovi song instead of it being so, you know, you know, chorus, verse, you know, you know, just it, it's a, it's safe all the time, I think, and it, they should take that chance because you don't need to worry about a number one album anymore. It'll get there or it won't. Yeah. Here's a question for you. You're more you're more of a guitar man than I am. Um, take mm. this house as an offer sale, for instance. And obviously, Phil was. There's no real Phil X input, is there? Really, let like let's be honest. I mean, I couldn't really. Maybe one or two songs couldn't really tell you what what are mm. his solos and what are Shanks. To be honest with you, um, yeah. Are there any songs on this house as an offer sale that? you think, like, when you listen to it, I mean, Limitless is one. Instead of The Bridge, I thought a decent guitar solo could have been yeah. put in there. Was there any song in particular that you thought this really could have elevated the song on This House and Off Sale by Phil? Uh, all of them. I don't know. I mean, it sounds, like, fucking obvious, but for me, like, I mean, you get a better, like, idea of a song when you listen to it on earphones because yeah. you can hear in more detail, like the guitars and the bass and the, and the keyboards and stuff like that. Yeah. They're always either layered or they're hidden or they're just slightly back from the mix. And for me, just uh, some of the guitar parts, if you listen like closely, they are quite interesting in yeah. place. They're buried that fucking, like far into the song. You don't really hear it. So for me, just, just put the fucking mix a bit higher for Phil. Yeah. Let's hear the riff. Let's hear what he's playing. Um, In terms of solos, I mean, just... I mean, God bless this mess, didn't even have a fucking solo. No, no. Um, no, I think there's a few songs where there was no solo. I mean, I think um, Living With A Ghost didn't have a solo, or did it? Yeah, oh, it's, did... got, it's got a little one, but it's more of like a melody type, isn't it? It's, yeah. It, it's kind of very simplistic. It's not, you know, fantastic. I think Scars, Scars didn't have a guitar no. solo. No. That would have cried out for one, I think. I've, I've always said, like, Take the solo to fingerprints. It's a pretty average mm. song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just shows that that small little detail could really elevate the song. Um, yeah. The, the one that I I always wanted, like, I, I know the guitars are quite prominent in the actual song, um, Devils in the Temple, especially the riff throughout. I always wanted a really rocky outro, you know, especially after yeah. John does that little scream at the end, you know, imagine like a, like a heavy riff at the end. And yeah. I, I remember saying to you, you know, the start of Unbroken kind of made me go, ooh, like, what's this? Because it just had this dark type of, not heavy, but I don't know, I, I can't really explain the way, but it, it was just something a little bit different with the guitar. Yeah. And then obviously the song. And I just think, why why couldn't he have captured, you know, that, yeah. that to me sounded a bit like Phil at the start. Why couldn't he have, you know, carried that on? Yeah, no, definitely. It's... Uh... I, I sometimes wonder it'd be nice to hear like you know you, you get the finished song and then if you could hear like the, the demo side by side to it and think why did they change that or that was a good move changing that because it sounded crap yeah. you know it, I wonder how many how many amazing riffs or like little licks or, or vocal parts yeah. haven't made albums which if they'd have left in would have been like amazing yeah it, it's yeah. it's it's a shame because I think we've said for a while, and again, it's not even it's not even criticizing or anything. It's just kind of you know you've got you've got Phil X who is so energetic. Let's be honest, he, you know he's not he's not my favorite guitar player in the world or anything, but 
he's so energetic you can tell that he does want to be let off the chain yeah. a little bit you know you only have to look at him and keep the faith every single performance he's literally given 100 percent, and it just makes you think imagine if he had two or three songs to let loose on stage how much more energy he could give or you know the shows would have yeah no definitely i mean i was a bit disappointed that i think that all the uh, album tracks that we they've, they've put up for the the there's no song over like seven minutes, is there? I think the longest song's like six and a half minutes, maybe, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, why couldn't he get... They know how special a song like Dry County is. Not just for the vocals and the, and the lyrics, no, it's amazing, but like the guitar parts and the, yeah. the drums build leading up to it and all that. I mean, John knows, he's not daft, he knows like that's one of the highlights of a tour yeah. for a lot of people. Why not give us that type of song, that like eight or nine minute, like... Epic. I don't know. We're missing something like that yeah. on most albums, I think. I was going through a set list the other day, and I was thinking, okay, you've got songs like "It's My Life," good stadium song, and then I was going through, you know, obviously you've got the hits, but I was going through songs like "Raise Your Hands," and you know, it's it lyrically, it's not fantastic. It's but it's such a good up tempo song, and I kind yeah. of think, like, you know, they play it. They've been playing it for thirty odd years now why haven't they gone back to I think we got it going on maybe the closest type of thing that they've tried to get out of raise your hands maybe you know closest thing to it why haven't they tried to get like that stadium how can I describe it because they are trying to get the stadium type of song but raise your hands I think every single show just looks yeah. and sounds perfect uh, maybe not so much by John just with the crowd participation why aren't they doing stuff like that as you said Dry County is a fan's favourite yeah, you know it's a nine minute song nine and a half minute song and he's playing it live or was playing it live regularly why aren't he taking that extra step is he is John just playing it safe vocally is he I don't know Is has he lost any creativity you know it, what's your impression on that side of it I think John's caught like um, between a rock and a hard place I think yeah. he doesn't want to doesn't want to sort of repeat the, the 80s and like those type of songs you know like the fist pumping anthems and stuff like that I think he wants to go down the more melodic side and like the yeah. acoustic side and stuff like that. But he, he's sort of like getting dragged. He's like half in, half out, and it's sort of leaving like a, like a mixed bag impression of a, like an artist. I don't think he really knows what he wants to be anymore. Well, no, I think he does know what he wants to be, but he hasn't got the maybe the the courage to take that big step. No. Um, and I think he's caught in like no man's land a little bit. It's half, it's half like pop rock half trying to be serious and it doesn't always work yeah. I don't think that, that's what I can't like Unbroken and Limitless are two completely different songs yeah it's weird mm-hmm. um, none of them are fantastic but you kind of got the serious songwriting side of John and as I said it's not the best song in the world but I, I can kind of respect them a bit more because mm. I feel like he's gone out of his comfort zone writing Unbroken you know a lot of thoughts gone into it and as I said it might not be perfect but at least he's tried with that and then yeah, and to be honest with you, I think Limitless made me respect Unbroken a little bit more for that side, because I, I, as I said, you know, in like the reaction video, he's singing about you know brushing his teeth and waking up and and stuff like that. It's just it's 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 weird to think that it's the same fella, because some of the lyrics in Unbroken are pretty good to be fair. Yeah. Well, do you know even lyrically, it's I mean, <clears throat> it. I don't take too much interest in like if you have like stupid throwaway lyrics because yeah. for me they've always had that. They've always been capable of writing really heartfelt, like poignant song lyrics, and also really flippant, like throwaway shite. Yeah. 
think most albums they've had that in like like a, a good balance. Um, so like the, even though Limitless had some like sh- like shocking fucking lyrics, that wasn't what was the problem for me. Mm. It was just the piss poor chorus. Yeah, like the lack of effort in the vocal, the the, the bridge that we spoke about. So I can forgive them for having like the you know the wishy washy vo- um, lyrics. Yeah. That doesn't really bother me too much. But I don't know, man. That's, I mean, it sounds like we're bashing the band again. Here we no, go. No, but... no, no. Do you know what? What kind of inspired me for for today's podcast? To be fair, was Jerry and James done a podcast together, um, and it was just going through the likes of Limitless, and it, it was what they were both saying was right. Like Jerry was kind of saying himself, um, the chorus does lack. And, yeah. you know, obviously on James' side, he was kind of saying, you know, the lyrics. And, and it was just, yeah, I was kind of thinking, you know, it, it, it it's good that them two are having that conversation as well because sometimes we kind of hold back on what we really think on, on here sometimes. You know, me and you message each other daily and speak about the band and that. Um, and obviously being the first time we spoke about Limitless, I just thought watching that today kind of made yeah. me thought, you know what, like the spot on with what they're saying, the being negative but it's it's not to be negative it's it's it, the, what the saying's right um, yeah. I think what got me on Limitless just to, to carry it on just before we move on to the next one is the, as you said there the chorus is so weak but I always thought that the verses were quite like I, I remember hearing the snippet and I was like this sounds decent this yeah. and then it was the chorus that made me go oh like why is it like dropped down so much when the chorus should be the one that gets you going it's funny you say that, you know, because I've I've sort of noticed this like it recently, not recently, in like the last like you know, three or four albums where most bands or a lot of bands, excuse me, the chorus is the big selling point of a song. Like the verse is like bumble along, but then the chorus grabs you. And Bon Jovi used to be classics for that. Yeah. You know, the big sing along, you know, anthemic choruses. Yeah. But recently I've noticed that the verses are a lot better than the choruses. Yeah. On a lot of songs, and it's it's a strange like turnaround for me that. Yeah. The, you know, there's a few songs where like I, I've been like, oh, that's a that's a pretty good verse that, and of course you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Do you know, one one that always comes to my mind is um, Happy Now. I love. Yeah. I I really like the song Happy Now. Yeah. I, I always thought the chorus was just a little bit weak, whereas I always thought the lyrics and the way John delivered the the verses was like spot on. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. And then you know that was another one where the guitar solo was probably one of the shortest in the band's history. Really, it was yeah. literally five seconds. Um, what I want to move on to is, excuse me, sorry, is I done a podcast the other day uh, with the lead singer from the Slippy When Wet band, uh, the tribute band. He done the two Runaway Tour cruises, uh, yeah. and one thing that he he said to me and because I don't really follow much news on the cruises or anything like that, he actually said that John hated the cruises and will never do them again. Um, wow. Like, what's your impression of me saying that? I'm surprised. I mean, what hated, like, the the, the setup or, like, what, what, what did he specify, like, what part? He kind of said, I mean, I think... I think because it was so up in the air with stuff, I think he didn't obviously didn't stay on the cruise, so he was on and off um, mm. a fair bit then they went to play like an electric set outside and then it started raining which meant they had to go indoors on short notice and I think it was just a mixture of things that just made them think like this just probably isn't worth it for me you know what yeah. if you know we couldn't play indoors would the show have had to have been cancelled I don't know um, 
he just said that he wouldn't do it again. And it's funny because a couple of days later, I actually seen an article where or something on Twitter, and this was before I put the podcast out, and people were saying how John's been quite vocal about not liking the cruises. So, yeah, just I just want to know your your thoughts on you know him not liking the cruises. To be honest. You know, I, I sort of think back to like the John in the Access All Area video and, uh, you know, the film and like various fucking interviews he's given over the years. And one thing I never thought that he would do would, would be these runaway tour type yeah. shows. And I'm not, I've, I've sort of like changed my mind a little bit. I know like we fucking rag on him for like the prices, but, you know, people are all right. No one puts a gun to anyone's fucking head. You either, if you want to pay it, pay it. If you yeah. don't, don't. And, you know, that's, it is fair, you know, in, in reality, when you think of it like that. Yeah. Uh, but I never thought he, he to me, that, that seems like it's not a cop-out, but I don't know, it's sort of something he would have been critical of yeah. 20 years ago, yeah. and now he's doing it himself. And I wonder, I, it's a pity, like, no one really asks him why. Is it, you know, obviously, money-wise, it's, it's a money spinner, but what's his reasoning behind doing these shows? And, like, is it so he just plays a more eclectic, like, you know, that type of song where he doesn't have to do "Living Our Prayer," you know, and jump up and down on stage. Is there a reason why he's he's more into these things? It'd be interesting to like get his take on it. But you know what? I'd, I'd say four or five years ago, if you if you said what you just said there, my answer would have been, well, he's playing a couple of songs that he probably can't play on tour. So, for yeah. instance, you know, he used to get like I think it was like you had me from Hello and fingerprints got played. Uh, he even done like he done like a verse of "I Want You." Um, yeah. And it, it, it was, I remember following them set lists and I was going, actually, to be fair, there's a couple of songs that I, I wouldn't mind hearing. Um, whereas, a, a year, like in the past year or two since he's been doing them, you're still getting the Who Says You Can't Go Home, Hallelujah, um, like Superstition, and, and, and a bunch of other covers. I know he does the outdoor one where he plays them, but even the indoor ones now with Joey and... Uh, I will drive you home. It's like the two rare songs, and as much as I love, I will I will drive you home. It's never jumped at me to go. You know what? Like I want to go on one of them. Um, yeah. Whereas imagine, you know, a couple of years ago, as I said, where he played like "How You Want You" for just a small snippet, but it made me go, "Fucking hell, anything's possible." Yeah, like he generally yeah, yeah. could play anything. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what his factor is. Part, do you know what? I'll be honest. Part of me is kind of glad that I've heard that he doesn't like them because. If I heard that he liked them and was still doing them, there, there's your answer, really. It's just the money. Yeah, yeah. But at least now, if he's kind of gone, I'm not doing it anymore, kind of makes you think, well, he hasn't got the drive for that then. So, fair enough, you know, at least he's not, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? It's not for me, that type of show. I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd never pay the, the money. I would never pay that type of money. And I, I'm not sure that the type of crowd would be the type I'd want to be around necessarily. Yeah. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I just oh, mean no. like more, it's more like sort of like a laid back Sunday afternoon type vibe. Whereas I want it to be more energetic and yeah. like, you know, fun and like bouncing around and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, people go and have a good time. So, you know, fair play. Yeah. And I think we're probably only seeing the show part of it as well um, yeah. which you know is probably a good thing really because it's it's kind of a special memory for those who have attended there and it's not yeah. put in the public eye whereas there seems to be you know loads of like jovi auctions and loads of gifts out and you know like all the lifts are full of john and stuff like that you know it it, it does look decent i just don't for me it's just that at the moment certainly with the set list mm. i don't look at it and go do you know what get me there you know imagine if they played Santa Fe, you know, 
um, I Want You Fear. Imagine he played like the songs that you'll never hear live at a Bon Jovi show. Do you reckon that would tempt you a bit more? I think so, yeah. I mean, when you mentioned the I Want You when he started singing that, I think he... Did he forget part of the, the lyric or something? Yeah, but I think it was that, just... That, that, that was the charm of it for me, because it was off the cuff and it was like... Yeah. Okay, he didn't like play it all note for note perfect, but it didn't need to be. Yeah, that, that's no. it, yeah. And I think I kind of missed that surprise element with the band. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was speaking to a friend, Ollie, the other day, and I was watching Stereophonics, and they majorly messed up the first song, like majorly, the guitars went off and everything, went to restart, and the same thing happened. And I thought, imagine that was John. Like, at the start of a show, the show would probably be affected from the off. Yeah. And, but it makes you think, you know, as you just said there, he forgets the words to I Want You, and because he's in a relaxed setting and he's not playing to thousands of people and he's not got a reviewer who's sat there yeah. who's going to put something in the local newspaper the next day, yeah. he is quite relaxed and he will forget the words and he will laugh about it. And that's the part that I kind of think that's the show I would actually like to see. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I suppose it's one of them until you're there and you experience it. You know, we, we don't really know what it's like, but it, you know, on the outside looking in, it's not It's not for me. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's fair enough. Um, the next one, obviously, past two weeks, I think we've heard Do What You Can. Um, mm. And John's been getting fans to sing another chorus and he's been putting out a couple of videos on YouTube and, and whatever else. Um, what are your thoughts on one the, the the sentiment behind it you know and two the song in general really um song the song yeah the song's not bad i mean it's uh, you know uh, it's it's hard because you're hearing it like live almost aren't you so it's not like yeah. it's not been like sort of polished a little bit like you'd hope it would be you know yeah. john's vote were a bit iffy on the chorus but the song's all right in itself and i think the, the way you use social media this time has been great i really yeah. think it's been yeah. awesome interaction with the fans and you know getting people to like you know sort of like make an effort and contribute to things and yeah that's the side of things where you know you should definitely be applauded you know that that, that was good i thought you, would you have sooner heard a studio version of it than john sat there with an acoustic guitar and the, the, the reason i ask is that you just said as well there is how popular or how much it's been publicized on social media mm. um i, I I was a bit cringy when he, he sung the chorus. You know, I felt like a little bit. It was slightly out of his range, maybe, or yeah. like it just his voice was like struggling a little bit. And it's not like you know, even though we do sort of like bashing for it, it's not even bashing him. It's just like you don't want him to be suffering like that. You don't want to see someone who you respect that much yeah. like struggle with something where twenty years ago he'd have murdered it, he'd have battered it all over yeah. the place, he'd have found the boss. Yeah. Um, I'd have preferred to have heard like a studio version. I think yeah. myself. Well, you know, it- I'd, don't I don't hate the song. The song's yeah. like okay. Yeah. Uh, but to live, it's a little bit iffy. It is a question for you. It, the 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 video that we've seen, obviously, as you said, there, John looks like he is struggling. And yeah. Again, it's not to it's not to be negative, but the question I want to ask you is, would do you think if you never seen him sing the song, the vocals would have sounded as bad as they are? Does that make sense? So you can see his expression, yeah, how much it looks like he's struggling. Do you think we would have kind of cringed as much as we? probably did listen to it or it's funny you say that because I, I i watched it and then i listened to it yeah and you're right there was a subtle difference What's it didn't that? it wasn't as bad just listening to it it wasn't great but i think it's almost like the anticipation you you, you sort of like hoping he doesn't struggle when, yeah. you, when you're watching him do it and you can see like it's 
he's having to sort of like strain his body a little bit to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right, I think. Just listening to it, it's not great, but it's not as bad. I think it's quite sad because more so on the verses he's kind of like smiling as he's singing it because yeah. it's kind of his level it, he's almost talking it um, yeah. and then as soon as he gets to the chorus it's like his whole face changes and it, yeah. it's quite sad really because it, that must play in the back of his mind as I said you know he made the comments the other day but I was kind of watching he'd done a video the other day um, on YouTube where it was you know where the singers like the, the fans are singing next to him and I was watching John was kind of like in the corner like you are on my screen or like I will be on your screen and it was almost like it was almost like John was kind of looking at it and no, I'm not saying he was thinking jeez like he's put me to shame but yeah. John kind of gave like this like smile almost like a nervous smile to the camera and I was thinking does he does he kind of think because I part of me doesn't think he's obviously edited these videos I don't think John's mm. savvy enough to merge two videos together on you know YouTube or anything but it just kind of got me thinking like as he it, it, does it sometimes maybe take a fan to sing next to him on a video like this to make him go oh, actually maybe it's not great it's weird isn't it because i mean i noticed when you spoke to uh to matt a few episodes back and you sort of you mentioned didn't you about john's vocals and whether it was something that they were aware of and he sort of skated politely you know he did it in like a very tactile way but yeah sort of skated around it without saying but obviously it's something that the band are aware of and you wonder how much john talks to them like joe and soundcheck or like re, you know rehearsing and stuff like that yeah, exactly because it's got like you said it's got to play in his mind it's got to be something that really takes a strain on him it's got to be that's like when i had matt on like part of me really wanted to try and go into the vocal part of it because 2015 for me was really 2013 late 2013 I, I remember hearing them struggle but i put that down to such a long tour a lot mm. of stress on obviously the 2013 tour that's kind of just what i put it down to and i thought a little bit of a rest like we're kind of saying now and yeah. it'll be back to early 2013 standard or you know before and then when he came back in 2015 um on the south asia tour i remember just thinking this he had the grey hair, and it and it just sounded like a totally. It, it looked and sounded like a totally different person within the yeah. space of eighteen months, and I really wanted to go into conversation with Matt, but I thought he probably doesn't even know much about it. You know, it was such a such a short stint for him yeah. that he probably doesn't even realise. But I'd love to be like a fly on the wall for like you know one of the studio outtakes. You know where the singing a song and John's got to do numerous takes because his voice might crack or yeah. he knows he doesn't sound good or just how much Shanks has to edit the song. I say I want it here, I probably wouldn't deep down, but it just makes you wonder how aware is John, how aware are David Tico or even Everett's, people like that. Yeah, you'd imagine that certainly like Dave and, and Tico, he'd, he'd confide in them, you know. I mean, it, it's fucking obvious to anyone, but... It's one thing it being obvious, it's another thing speaking about it to yeah. people. But you'd imagine those, you know, Dave and, and Tico, he definitely, like, you know, confide in them and all that. But yeah. I, do, I do feel sorry for the guy, you know. I think people sometimes misunderstand when, you know, it's, it's definitely on Twitter where you can send, like, a little fucking stupid tweet out and it sounds harsh, but it, mostly it's in banter. But, you know, it's, it's, bad, it's bad for us as fans because, you know, none of us want to see him struggle. None of us want to feel for the guy in terms of you feel embarrassed for him because it sounds awful yeah. 
that's the last thing we want. We'd love him just to come out and sing a song, and it sounds amazing. Yeah. And he's 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 happy and healthy singing it. You know, it's it's difficult as a fan to watch this, and I do feel for the guy definitely. I've been thinking over the past week or so. Obviously, you know, we've kind of got back in touch with like Jerry and that, which is nice and stuff. Yeah. And just kind of speaking to him a little bit on like the messages and that. One thing that I was kind of thinking was. I wonder if when I have done these tweets on me and you have had a bit of banter and stuff, with us being such big fans and, you know, we're not blind to it or, you know, like we're not we're not gonna kid ourselves. I wonder if it's been like a almost like a coping mechanism type of thing where it's kind of like to laugh it off, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um rather than I don't know, I don't know how to d- describe it. I always remember, you know, being in school and if anyone ever said anything about Bon Jovi, I'd be very defensive about it. I'd say it like do it, you know. I take it personally, whereas yeah. now, you know, like it doesn't affect me. And I wonder if that's just like a, you know, a coping mechanism where I've just kind of gone. Well, if I don't do it, if I if yeah. I do it, then I'll be, you know, I can take whatever anyone else says. I think it's weird, and it's like I the way I, I think about it is like, you know, we we sort of criticise you know John or the band or the, a song or like a live show or whatever. But if like. Fucking Joe Bloggs in the street turned around and said, like, Bon Jovi is shite, they've never wrote a good song in their career. All of us as fans would be, whoa, whoa, hang on, that, yeah. that looks like we've list like 100 songs that yeah. are brilliant. So I don't think we'd just like be flipping and go, yeah, you're probably right. We'd always jump to their defence. Yeah. So it's like, I think what you said is right, really. It's just like, it's the way you sort of like humour is a good way of deflecting things. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Because as I said, you know, off Twitter, how, how many times do we speak about Bon Jovi and yeah. send a video or say, oh, you know, I love this part on this yeah. song. Whereas, you know, yeah. sometimes you feel a bit daft typing it onto it. Even I do on the, on the Bon Jovi page. <clears> I don't really like saying, oh, I love the part where he sings this. Whereas to you, I think yeah. you have a bit more confidence because I know you're probably going to feel the same about it. It's, it's a strange yeah. it's a strange scenario. Um, one thing that John said on the Howard Stern interview as well, he said that they were going to play the album in full in... Right. I think like a week's time or two weeks time that that or that was the plan should I say, um, and obviously that's being postponed. One, do you think we'll get a, a type of Palladium show? You know, like the little tour that they done where they play the album. And four, do you think we'll get that again? And two, like how intrigued are you to hear it? Because we a lot of us heard the album live before we heard it in the studio. Um, yeah. If, if apart from the Palladium show, I tried to keep away from it all. Um, whereas I remember you listened to the album and a couple of songs live before that. So, are you gonna do the same this time? Are you wanting to listen to it live before before the album comes out or anything? Um, do you know what? I, I wouldn't be able to resist it. I don't think so. I think if there was a chance to listen to the songs and fucking John singing them in his, his fucking bathroom, I'd probably listen to it. You know, just because it's a new song, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, ideally you want to listen to the album so you get all the full production behind yeah. it, but. Yeah, def- I, if it was if there was a gig tomorrow where they played it in its entirety, I'd, I'd, I'd listen to it definitely. See, it's it's mad because I don't stay away from the reviews, but I try and stay away from the songs, which is kind of yeah. contradicting myself. And I always remember this house is not for sale. You listened to it, I think, like a day or two before it come out, and you yeah. really praised it. Um, and I think you said yeah. you had it like back to back one time or something. Um, and it's like that kind of builds my momentum more than anything than than me actually listen to like the live songs because I said for me the Palladium show is totally different to the the album like totally different yeah. um, 
not in a not in a bad way. I like both for, for different reasons. I just think, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, the studio you get the the full the full thing. Um, would you be interested in obviously the band performing it on Howard Stern? You know, like a month before the album's meant to be out, or is that too early? Um, do you know what? It, for me, it all boils down to John, and I keep like going on about this, but I don't want to see him embarrass himself. Yeah. You know, that's why I don't want him to go on, like, TV shows anymore. And, you know, I used to, like, fucking love watching, like, the band or John interviews and stuff like that. And if if he sung live, even even better. But, like, now I'd fucking cringe. And I'd be, be, like, fearful almost of him coming onto a show and making a twat of himself, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I'd like to hear something live, but if I could vet it first and if it sounded shit, I could say to him, you know, no one else could. Only I can get to hear it, you know. But you see, um, you've seen how quick that Elton John thing went round yesterday. Like that's, right. that's how easy it is, and yeah. I didn't realise he sounded that bad. And it's I only didn't. it's only because it's probably his first real public appearance, you know, on a TV show for a long time. So such a big audience <clears> that it's yeah. highlighted. And as as funny as the stuff has been, <laughs> I'm kind of looking at it going, Do you know what? Like John's playing like a show on TV in what like two or three days time. Uh-huh. It, it, it could be exactly the same thing and that's why when I heard that he was saying you know we were going to play the album in full on your show I was a bit like oh like that how it's there it's a massive audience like a huge yeah. audience I was like that's risky really risky yeah. and it's either that there's no challenging songs at all or you know he's just super confident in himself I don't know it's weird, isn't it? You know, to think where, where's his mindset with things like his, you know, party things. He knows he's like he struggles at times, yeah. but give him his due. He's got fucking he's got bollocks on him to be oh, able to God. get up and yeah. do it. You know, because it must be pressure beyond fucking belief. That hundred percent, definitely. Like, what are your thoughts on um, the the fact one? Well, there's two things really. What are your thoughts on you know David and and Everett getting? the coronavirus, you know, um, the the reason I ask is how much of a factor do you think that's played in the tour being postponed? Like them catching it, you know what I mean? Yeah, massively. Um, you know, thankfully, you know, Dave's out the woods and, you know, hopefully, you know, Everett will be as well. Um, I think it's, it's something like this when it's your health and, it, you know, it, it, you sort of like take time to reflect, don't you? So they're all wealthy people. Do yeah. they need to be putting themselves at risk? You know, I think was it one of John's kids was possibly had it or was you know had symptoms of it or something? Yeah, I think it was Jake, wasn't it? I think I think it was Jake. Was it? Was, yeah. Um, apparently, he was. You know, he had symptoms. I don't think he was. I don't think he got tested positive, but I think he had symptoms, and from then on, they kind right. of isolated themselves. Um, the second thing that I actually wanted to ask you was with them saying that and this whole isolation thing and with David and Everett getting in and Jake with the symptoms John's still kind of out and about um, yeah. and obviously the tour until today I mean I'm sure behind the scenes he already knew a week or two ago but until today you know the, the, the shows were still going ahead like what are your thoughts on seeing him out and about and in the Soul Kitchen because there's still going to be some some idiot somewhere who's going to go yeah. to the Soul Kitchen knowing he's there um, yeah like that that's kind of the way we live in which is daft you know with what's going on but that's how easy it could be and it could have been John that gets it and you know I'm not saying he's any more important than the rest but you no, know no. With, without John singing the, the show would 100% be off you know we've seen Tico hasn't been there and they've carried the show on Richie hasn't been there and they've carried it on yeah. if John caught it and 
you know, with such short time till the tour was meant to start. Like, what was your impression seeing him doing his day to day stuff? I was surprised that, you know, I'll be honest, you know, you saw the photograph he put on Instagram with, uh, you know, his wife and, yeah. you know, superb what they're doing, don't get me wrong. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. You know, do you need to be in harm's way? And, you know, <clears throat> like you said, not that, you know, their their health is any more important than anyone's, but, you know, the, the, what they were doing could still have gone on without them having to be there themselves yeah. necessarily. But, you know, I don't blame them for cancelling the tour. You know, I, I certainly don't, you know, um I think what you said about Dave, you know, it's, it's close to home, isn't it? When someone close to you gets it, yeah, he's recovered, and that's that's like amazing. But it probably would play a huge part in the decision making to think, fuck it, it's just not worth the risk. Yeah, I, I want to. In your honest opinion, do you think we'll get the band touring again? No, I don't. Really? No, I, I think that'll be. It. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I think. I don't think Tico will come out again. Wow. I just don't think Tico will come out again. And I think that might just be the turning point. And, um, I don't know. It's just, just the back of my head. I just, I just, I've got a feeling if it's going to like drag into 2021 to 22, even or even beyond, mm. I just, I don't know. It's a long time away and they're not getting any younger. And I could just see it maybe just being a John thing from then on. Wow. You know, so at this uh, moment in time, do you think you've seen your last Bon Jovi show? I think I have personally. Wow. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that—that's not you saying you never will see them again. Like you—you you wouldn't buy a ticket. No. That's you saying that you don't think that they'll tour. I just can't see them come. I mean, I'm not going to travel outside of the UK to go and watch yeah. them. So, and I just think the time frame we're looking at—if it's two or three years from now—you know, what will John be then? Will he be getting on for sixty or something, will he? Or yeah, by 2022, he'll be sixty. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, where's his voice in three years' time? Tico's health, you know, he's you know he's going to be pushing seventy something by then. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to come and do world tours anymore after that point. He might get them, you know, shows in America and stuff like that, but I won't be going to America, so I think that might yeah. be it for me. So, say say they do end it today. Mm. Where does it stand with albums being released? Do you think they'll carry on the the studio album machine type yeah. thing, or do you think without the live shows, you know, because as I said, with with every album there's a tour now, um, and with every al- with every tour, an album is you know kind of sold. Um, do you think that's the end of studio albums, or do you think they'll carry that on? I think albums will carry on. I think it'll just be the gradual change from like the band into John into his solo career. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they'll still release stuff, maybe as a band, but I think John will definitely like release things for you know movies or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they should. I mean, there's no reason why they need to stop um, producing albums in the studio because you know it's not as taxing physically as what it is live. Yeah. You know, you can take you can take a year to record an album if you want. You know, it's entirely up to you in it. Yeah. So, um, I, I'd hope they would carry on doing that, but live, I think it's a different ball game now. Well, to kind of coincide with that question, how would you feel with them releasing an album but with no tour? So, say for instance, you got an album full of quality songs, or say even more realistic. Say for instance, there was ten songs on an album, and six of them were ranged from good to great. How would you mm. feel like you know potentially never hearing hearing them live? Would it would it bother you at all? Or um. Not not as much as it would have done a while back. Yeah. You know, I'm sort of at that stage now where I'm glad I saw them when I did. You know, and I'm feeling yeah. all that that was. 
Um, but I'd happily now, and it sounds like like defeatist almost, but I'd happily now just take them to be a studio band. Would you, yeah? I would, yeah. You know, because I've got, I've got my memories and I had just like a great time watching them live from like 1993. Yeah. And the last tour, was it was a high for me, which I didn't expect it to be. Yeah. So I can take that as like a, like a little comforter so yeah. almost. But I mean, I'd be gutted if they stopped making music. That's different. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I can live with them not being a live band. Yeah. You know. What, what, what's your take on that? What, what, how do you feel? I mean, I, 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 for me, it's the tour and side of Bon Jovi. As much as I love the albums and hearing new music, for me, it's like, I love, I mean, even still, I still watch a couple of pro shots of the latest tour, as embarrassing as some of them are. And again, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, beat the man my down or anything, but uh, even though some of them are, I still look at them with quite fond memories with yeah. certain songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds daft, like even like his jackets, like it kind of takes you back to, for instance, Anfield or the Dublin shows and stuff like that. Um, and I I love I love the tour and buzz because I love going away mm. you know with friends and catching up you know as as we did at Anfield and I love that side just as much as the shows and yeah. for that to then be taken away completely would probably hurt more than hearing them say you know we're never going to release another album again which is strange wow. honestly and I think it's only because similar to yourself I went in with no expectations in the summer like literally I went in with zero into that first yeah. Dublin show I didn't know what to expect I was expecting the worst whereas now when the new music's coming out it's really lowering my expectations of what they're releasing so it's kind of flipped even though they're yeah. not what they was touring I, I, like this, I still get that buzz whereas the two or three songs we've heard so far, I'm a bit like, well, I'm a bit underwhelmed with that, whereas I wasn't with the shows. It's it's a bit, it's a weird one. It's a vicious circle, I guess. No, it makes sense that when you, you know, thinking about it like that, I suppose if, like, even if they release an album with 12 songs that were shite, yeah. and then they tour, you're still going to hear, you know, 75% of the set list will be songs that you probably do like. Yeah. But you're still getting to, like, to enjoy that. Yeah. Um, no, I understand that. I just... Mine's John's vocal. That's my worry. Even though Anfield, it didn't bother me because like, it was just like the, at the occasion or yeah. like vibe. I don't know what it was. It just didn't play a factor really. His voice at Anfield, but if his voice was to keep worsening, then uh, for me, that's it's got to be it. But yeah. if he was to have like you know a, a change and his voice, his voice started to get stronger for some reason, then yeah, I'd definitely go and see them. But f- for me now, I'd, I'd just take them to be a studio band. I would, assuming the songs are good. Yeah. You know, the show, yeah. Well, last point on the vocals. What it, what do you think of the vocals on like the single so far? Then, so obviously we've heard Limitless and Unbroken. What are your thoughts on the his vocals? Obviously, because they, they are different to obviously the live setting. You know, it, yeah. everyone's is. Um, do you cringe? I mean, I cringe at the bridge of Limitless, obviously, as we've discussed. Yeah. But it, it, as a whole, what are your thoughts on his vocals on Limitless? Let's say because it's more of an upbeat Bon Jovi type of song. And the verses are alright, you know what I mean? The verses like they, they, they sort of like they tick over quite nice, but the chorus is so it's just so weak. I, I, I'm not I don't really like blame John necessarily, but yeah. you, you think that Shanks would hear that and think we need to do something with this, we need to pad it out, we need to give it more oomph, we need to get the band in the background to you know, to give it more yeah. substance. It just seems like his vocals are so exposed. How much input do you think Shanks has in general? Like, obviously, I know he does the production and a couple of guitars and that, but in terms of 
saying to John, okay, you sound, you don't sound, we could make that a bit better on the bridge. How, do you think he actually goes up to John or do you think John goes, right, I like that and he doesn't challenge you? I, I, I think he's probably, you know, he's probably comfortable enough to say to him, listen, you know, we need to maybe, I mean, every producer would say we, we need to retake that, that's, you know, do it again sort of thing. But I don't know, I think it's just, I don't know where John's mind is at these days. I mean, it, it's hard to... It, the, the desire is not there. It, it sounds like contradictory to say he's got no desire because he has got desire because every time he tries to sing a song and vocally, it's it's hard. The effort he puts in is, like, massive. Yeah. So the, it's there, but I don't know. He just... I, I can't put my finger on it. It just seems like it's all a bit flat. Yeah. It's the best way I can describe it. It's a bit flat. Well, before before we wrap up, I want to ask you the question. So, we've we've touched on obviously the band kind of in the state that they're in at the moment with everything up in the air, never torn again, maybe, and you know, could the album be scrapped completely and whatever else? Would you be more excited now for a John Bon Jovi solo album and tour than you would a John a Bon Jovi album and tour? Um. Hmm. Uh, I'd still no. I don't know. I I, I want to hear twenty twenty because it's it's like it's within like fucking arms reach, isn't it? Sort yeah. of thing. It was round the corner. So, um, but after that, I definitely want to see like hear it a John solo album. Yeah. Uh, I think he could. I think he could be more um, experimental on a solo album, yeah. even though it, it, it's as good as a fucking solo album these days, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I want to hear 2020, but I'd, I'd definitely be intrigued to listen to like a, a, just a John Bon Jovi album again. Do you, do you think Shanks would do the production on a solo album as well? I, mean, I hope not, because... I mean, I think he would, actually, because yeah. I think they're, they're comfortable. Yeah. And, like, John's voice, it's going to be, you know, that safety blanket type of thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he would. Yeah, I think I've, he would I've always wondered if he'd... I've always wondered if he'd, like, change... As you said there, you know, with a solo album, we might experiment just with the sound, yeah. lyrically, potentially vocally and stuff. You know, for instance, I Will Drive You Home to me sounds like a solo song and it's mm. it's a different John Bon Jovi singing. Um, I've always thought, you know, are we going to get something totally different with a solo album? Um, and one of the factors, like one of the things for me was, is he going to change producer? You know, is he going to say to Shanks, listen, it's nothing against you. You're still going to do every other Bon Jovi album in the history what we've got left but I just wanted to try something new or do you think he he would just play it safe and just say listen I'm doing a solo album I want you on it yeah I think it's sort of like they're, they're so like tied in together these days I mean I, I don't see how he would sort of like step away from Shanks really yeah. um, I suppose if he was to do like a solo album where the songs can be kept in like a relatively easy key to sing in his vocals wouldn't be overly exposed to any producer, so he could probably just like go with anyone he wanted really and not have to worry too much. But um I think yeah, I think Shanks will be the you know, the producer till they do call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed that you know, as I said, there's been no official announcements and there was no official announcement today on the album, but fingers crossed, you know, we do get to hear it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, you know, I still think there's a good chance that we may get to hear a couple more songs by by you know the release date or certainly you know by May the fifteenth we could get something of of some substance. Um, fingers crossed it's on a par with this house is not for sale for me. You know I, I'm not I'm not going in with unrealistic expectations. 
Mm. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. You know, hopefully we get we get something official soon. Yeah, it'd be nice to get some like um, was it Lost Highway where we had like snippets and like little teasers. Yeah, yeah. You know, that'd be good. That's uh, that. That's another thing. Sorry, before before we go, you know, I remember the circle really got me excited because as much as I try and stay away, usually with snippets because it's. You know, you only have to listen to Limitless. It got us excited, and then it was yeah. it wasn't the same. But it, I remember the circle about a month before the album came out on Amazon. About twenty seconds was every single song as a snippet. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll get anything like that? Because with this house is not for sale. I don't think we got. I might be wrong, but I can't remember us getting something like that. No, I, I don't recall that to be fair. But yeah, I'd like. I, I mean, it's one of them. It's. It's just like you said, it's a teaser, isn't it? But like, I'd, I'd still be intrigued just to listen to it. Twenty seconds, ten seconds, yeah. even. But um, just to be able to like gauge, is it like a rock song? Is it like, is it a ballad? Is it slow? Yeah. Just you know, you can't get you can't get the, the full taste of a song, but you can tell is it gonna be boring as fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or is it gonna have some like something about it? But I, th- I think on uh, Lost Highway, where it was the official site where they had little clips, didn't they, of, of the songs? Yeah. Yeah. Each week or something or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, something like that would be good just to like you know keep people interested yeah well before we wrap up I want to I want to get your your full prediction and expectation then so say 2020 is out tomorrow you know yeah. you get all what are you th- what, what's your expectation you know you've heard two songs so you've got eight songs what what, what are you expecting uh, what are your thoughts what are you hoping for um, you know what are you hoping that the experiment with you know what's, what's your final review on potentially 2020 I'd hope it's in the same sort of theme as uh, this house is not for sale, where you know some some like sort of like self. I don't know what what the word is, but like you know living with a ghost, where John was sort of like you know expressing this thing with Richie, and then you know you know uh, God bless this mess with the vocal issues and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that type of writing like is is good because it's more genuine. I'd hope for stuff like that. I don't fulfill to get involved a little bit more to have you know some riffs, some yeah. like you know the guitar solos even. I think I think it'll pretty much be two or three really good songs, a couple of good songs, and a couple you could live without. I think that's how it'll be. Better or worse than this house and off a sale? What do you think? Um, uh, uh, judging by the songs we've had, I don't think it'll be as good. But it, you know that's just guesswork, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, I, you know, to be fair to this house is not for sale, it stood up the test of time for me. It's still not as, it's not as great as I thought it was, but it's still a really, like, solid album, you know. What what, what would you give this house is not for sale out of 10 right now? Right now? Um, about, I reckon a seven, seven and a half maybe. And what was it for you when it came out? Eight and a half. Oh, that's not too bad then. Yeah. You know, it's been four years. Yeah. Nearly three and a half years, so that's, that's not too bad. No. Um, listen mate thanks for your time it's you know quarter yeah, no, past 12 um, and yeah. you're on your day off so um, yeah, no I, I do appreciate your time and uh, as always you know I'm sure we'll do something fingers crossed like, you know, another face to face one with a good laugh and yeah. a couple of games and so on um, and yeah. hopefully in, in the next month we get to hear 2020 and we can do one maybe straight after or whatever when we've heard it let's hope so mate yeah anytime listen um, stay safe hope you and Claire and the kids stay safe and everything else and hope you're alright and uh, yeah I'm sure we'll speak straight after this so nice one Jay uh, take care nice one Andy I'll see you in a bit see you later mate